Welcome, everyone. I'm Certified Kingdom Advisor Mark Trice. You're listening to the Spin Life Well Show. I'm joined in the studio today by fellow financial professional Jesse Hamilton. Hey, hey. And for those of you that have been listeners before, you know this is a program that applies biblical wisdom to your financial journey. And Jesse, we're right in the middle of the summertime. We we're able to wear white again now. Yep. And that's are. always good when it comes time to put on your linen linen pants and linen suit. You got a linen suit, don't you? I do not. Oh, you really need to get one of those because it's just the thing that you wear in the summertime. <laughs> uh, but you maybe you've been to the beach, maybe you've been to the pool a bit. Hopefully you're enjoying your summer summertime. Uh, maybe the kids are out of school. But a lot of people tend to put their finances on hold when it comes to the summer. Yeah, they want to take a break from everything, from work, school, and sometimes their budget as well. So today we're going to talk about the eight-step summer financial checkup. Yeah, so eight steps that you can do to keep on top of things in your finances in summertime. And I was reminded of Matthew 25, 21, which is Jesus speaking and saying, The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. And so it just reminds me that Scripture is like, hey, we can't slack off in the summertime. We've right. got to stay on top of our finances. So let's jump right in. You know, when you know you want to look at things you can do with your family, family's finances in the summertime, let's jump off into step one, which is, Jesse? It's back to square one. Analyze your budget. And it might not be the most fun process, but we really encourage you that summertime is a great time to do this. In early 2022, the Bureau of Economic Analysis, one of my favorite websites okay. for economic data, reported that personal, the personal savings rate in the U.S. is only at 6%. Now, we've actually seen this fall off in the last six months uh, because a lot more people are racking up credit card bills mm-hmm. and they're running out of stimulus money. You mean by that, that people save 6% of their income? That's generally what we're talking about here. And so a really effective way to avoid... Spending more than you're earning, which is the rule number one for people that want to stay within a budget, Mm -hmm. is to make sure that you're taking stock of that annual budget Yes, and monthly spending. And so what's a good way to do that, Jesse? Well, most people spend money on debit cards and credit cards, some of them with major banks, and a lot of them offer actual breakdowns of your spending. You can build reports based on where your money goes. So if you have that feature, we definitely encourage you to do that. And and the one thing that we used to kind of old school, Jesse, you know, I, I actually did a budget on a pad and with a pencil. Mm-hmm. In fact, I still do. If hey, you nothing walk, wrong with that. If you walk into my office, the monthly budget for Clear Vista Financial is on a pad. <laughs> and it's not because I can't use a spreadsheet. It's just that that's the way I've always done it. Yeah. Right? So, so what we're encouraging there, even if you're not writing it down, you're in essence looking at where you're spending your money. Right. And and we encourage you to write it down. But if you're not, look at the where you're spending the money. You might want to evaluate your savings and spending record over six to 12 months. Right. I mean, so we're in the month of June. And so you could maybe just look at April and May for your expenses and see where exactly did your money go. That's right. And, and so what you want to make sure that you're doing is analyzing that budget on a regular basis. So step number two, Jesse, is, is real important. Yeah, that's seek out tax savings. So, you know, like I said, it's June. We're way past tax season. Hopefully you've got all that taken care of. You made all your payments. And you maybe you learned something about how your finances changed this year. There's lots of ways to save on your taxes. Well, you know, the thing that's always amazes me is, is the amount of people that are always scrambling in March and even early April trying to get things organized. Right. 
So this time, take a little bit of a different approach. You might want to start working with a financial planner or a tax professional to create a mock tax return. You can actually, and we've got some tools here in our office to help us kind of do a mock return for 2023 to see if there's any major changes in your situation so right. that you can get start getting organized ahead of time. And the tax season is a whole lot less stressful, especially when you're not surprised by stuff. Exactly. But we're talking about things like your 401k or your 403b at work, or maybe you have an IRA. Maybe it's a traditional IRA and you can deduct the contributions, or even better, you have an HSA and you can deduct those contributions as well. That's right. So make sure you're taking advantage of all those situations which can save you tax dollars. Because scripture says that we're supposed to render under Caesar what is Caesar's, but not anymore, right? right. And right. so don't give Uncle Sam more money than you actually have to. All right. What's step number three? Tackle your debt. You know we were going to go here, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I know. And a lot of people right now are probably racking up some bills, taking summer trips and different things like that. So alarming 38% of all adults carry credit card debt from month to month. If you're guilty of putting off managing those your amount accounting expenses, now's the time to start planning for the, to pay them off. Right. Now, while my, most consumers have some amount of good debt, good debt on their plate, for example, think of mortgages, maybe a car payment, mm-hmm. uh, but mortgages are not necessarily bad debt. Bad debt would be considered things like what? Your credit card? Mm-hmm. That'd be um, possibly your student loans, depending on your situation. Yeah, and we're waiting word as to whether or not the um, student loan payment period forgiveness is mm-hmm. going to come out of deferment, and we're going to have to start paying off student loans here soon. Right. But you'll want to focus on anything that can help you eliminate your debt faster. We always recommend the debt snowball, and summertime is a great time to do that. Just remember that if you're putting and charging that trip to the beach on your credit card, it's going to come back to bite you. Right, and the basics of what we're saying is check out the interest rates of your different loans and attack the high interest rates first, right? That's a good strategy to do, to do that as well, yes. What's Step number four is revisit your short and long-term goals. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot can change in a year. Yes, it can. Uh, you know, we've got lots of situations where we've had clients get married, some clients get divorced, mm-hmm. maybe there's a death in the family. All those different situations may may put you in a situation where you need to reevaluate your short-term and long-term goals. I'm seeing lots of stuff with, you know, peers, people my age, big, big career changes. Maybe you have an income adjustment or something big. Promotion, maybe. Promotion, or maybe you move. You know, big things can happen. Or, you know, you send a kid off to college. Right. And then your whole world crashes down because, you know, you have to pay a big tuition bill. So so why are we looking at both short and long-term goals? I mean, they're both important. Right, right, but it, if we're not hitting the short-term goals, we're not going to be hitting the long-term goals. So right. it's important that you look at all those goals and try to evaluate those in a in a timely manner. Yeah. Uh, once again, it's important to to put those goals down on paper. That's it. The, the notepad thing is a great thing. It's a great tool because it reminds you of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we if pen and paper works great for you, we also recommend printing out paper so you can mark on it, highlight it, and that helps you with your goals as well. You can write them down. You just want, there's an app somewhere, right, for goal setting? Is that what you're saying? There's an app and there's many apps. They're all pretty good, but pen and paper is good too. Pen and and paper is pretty cheap too. (laughs) All right, so step five, we want to evaluate your insurance coverage and the different providers that you have. Right, so this is all types of insurance. Yeah, I know a lot of people that 
say, oh, I've been with ABC Insurance Company for 20 years, and they're proud of it. Mm -hmm. And they're a loyal customer, but they're probably overpaying for their insurance. Right. And we see a lot of people that maybe need to reevaluate how they get um, media coverage, whether that's TV or cable. There's so many great options out there that involve the internet and Wi-Fi that can save you so much money. So we encourage you to review that. So look at those. If you, I know a great time, say for like things like the cable bill or whatever, is when it comes up for renewal, are you going to notice that your fees are going up? Mm -hmm. You call them up, say, I'm going to switch. Uh, and they're likely to lower their costs. That's true. Most of the Central the Texas price. companies um, have a 12-month window where they get you on a promotion, and then they jack your prices up. Yeah, and, and don't do like I did, because <laughs> I thought that was going to really negotiate with the cable provider, my internet provider, only to realize that uh, there was only one carrier that delivered internet service to my neighborhood. Yeah. So didn't work very well. But it will work if you have multiple options that you can choose from. So look at your insurance coverage, your your normal uh, utility bills and things like that with internet, cable, wireless, etc. And if you uh, tend to set up auto payments and things like that, you might want to just check on that for um, from time to time because you could be paying more and not realize that you're actually paying more. I actually found one of those last week, Mark. Oh, yeah? Um, I was going through my bank statement and I realized that I still have a subscription to a game console that I don't play anymore. Uh, when I was in the middle of COVID, I would play live video games with my buddies and I just don't play it anymore. And it was costing me 15 or 20 bucks a month. So I was just like, it's not worth it to me anymore. You weren't doing that during the work day, were you? No. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think uh, you have a video console. What's that? Video games? Oh, video games. Oh, <laughs> I grew up with an Atari. So uh, I Did don't they, know what that is. They didn't have Wi-Fi? No. <laughs> didn't have internet, man. Didn't have internet to the 90s. Um, okay, so uh, in addition to that, step six, reassess and rebalance your portfolio. So Jesse, why don't you jump into this? Sure. It's always important to pull out that statement and look at what your investments are inside because this market is both stagnant, volatile, it can be all over the place. And we want to make sure that it lines up with those goals. You can't pay attention to the news on the way home in your car and hear that the indexes are up or down and know what's going on with your portfolio. Right, exactly. There are tremendous divergences, and we'll actually get into this every month when we have our monthly updates, but there's a lot of things going in the market that people don't realize, and you probably don't realize the impact on your portfolio. Right, and you know, not to mention the silent killer right now, inflation. You want to try to make sure that you're fighting against that with your portfolio. And that's a good reason for step number seven, which is a review your retirement savings, and how much you're paying, how much you're saving set aside. Mm -hmm. So, you know, retirement can be decades down the line, but you may have right. some short-term goals or maybe saving for a down payment on a house. You need to review those things on a regular basis to make sure that you're on track for those goals. And, you know, we always want to make sure that if you've got an emergency fund and you're saving for retirement, you want to make sure that you're maxing that out as best you can. Yeah, exactly. Do an evaluation of where you're storing your cash because we're in a high interest rate environment. Yeah. And a lot of people are still have all their money at a big bank, a national or international bank. And a lot of the local credit unions are paying really good yields on CDs and things like that. Short term CDs. Right. It's it's you know, it's almost it's not, but I would almost call it criminal that these big banks are not paying you what the what you deserve. And that's a that's a good topic for another episode. Yes, it is. Coming. 
So, and the final step, step eight, assess your estate plan. Now, this is kind of a yawn type thing for most people because most, yeah. most people don't want to talk about dying or anything like that. But Especially always, people that are nowhere near what they think is their time of death. That's right. So we always need to be assessing that because there may have been changes in your family dynamics. Maybe you had a mm-hmm. kid uh, that was born or you've got one that's now an adult um, or you lost a loved one. You need to make sure that you're assessing those things to make so we can avoid some of the major issues and hassles down in the future. Right. Um, and we always recommend that you assess your legacy plan a- annually. Now, yes. this is something, this is the impact for what you're wanting to pass on to your heirs, but also the the message and the the responsibility that you're wanting to pass on to your heirs, right. even with pets and things like that. So, so Mark, know, we, we often encourage people that this stuff is not super fun, but... Uh, it's exciting. It's what we do for a career. It's exciting. <laughs> of course it's fun. It might not be super fun to the listener, though. Well, they're listening to us now. They're, they are pumped right now after <laughs> listening to this webcast. But what I'm saying is that sometimes it's great to block off an afternoon or an entire weekend. You don't have to spend the whole weekend doing this, but maybe you get away, and for a portion of one of the days, you focus on this, right? Yeah. I mean, that's something that my spouse and I do. Uh, when we get away, we always reserve a couple of hours where we kind of do just a health check about our finances. Yeah. It's always good to do. Well, I, you know, let's remember today's, uh, today's scripture, uh, where it was talking about in Matthew... Uh, getting the praise of the of the master, uh, well done and good and faithful servant. And so this is a, just an opportune time in the summertime, just to make sure that we're on track for our goals, and making sure that our values and our finances are all aligned with biblical wisdom. Folks, you've been listening to the Spend Life Well Show. We'll join you next week, where we'll have another great topic, and have a great week. <laughs>